John Adams' Letters from the Front podcast for October 1915. This podcast looks at life in World War I through the letters of John Adams, who was 23 when he joined up in September 1914. He served with the 9th Service Battalion Royal Irish Fusiliers and was involved in many significant events on the Western Front, particularly Passchendaele. These are his words, read by his grandchildren and narrated by his great-grandchildren. This month we see John Adams heading for the front and uh, the journey as we'll hear uh, from the history section was a long journey and it wasn't just turning up and being there. We also see the start of the field service postcards. These were used by soldiers in active service to send speedy messages home without any need for censoring by their officers. Their purpose was to reassure their loved ones that they were alive and well, and to confirm that letters and parcels from home were getting through to the front, the soldier was allowed to delete as appropriate different sections of the pre-printed sentences. For example, they could say, I am quite well, or I have been admitted to hospital because of sick, wounded, I received your letter dated, telegram dated, parcel dated, letter follows first opportunity, I received no letter from you lately or for a long time. And then signature and date. On these at the very top, nothing is to be written on this side except the date and signature of the sender. Sentences not required may be erased. If anything else is added, the postcard will be destroyed. That last sentence is underlined. I did wonder whether to have these in the podcast since they don't say that much. But on reflection, they do say quite a lot. It's reassuring his mother and his family and his friends that he is still alive. It's the equivalent of a text message now where you don't say much, but you're just letting somebody know that you are there, that you are waiting for them to respond to you as well. And families generally understood. We also have several letters, not only from John Adams, but from two ministers. His minister from back home, and also the minister who his sister Jeannie worked for, and more about them in the letters themselves. If you want another way of following what the 9th Service Battalion were doing in the war, may I suggest you follow Blacker's Boys on Facebook. But if you go onto Facebook and type in Blacker's Boys, it will give you, from the research that Nick Metcalf has done for the book Blacker's Boys, what the regiment were doing at that time. And it is really fascinating and interesting, and especially for me, seeing how it fits into the letters that I am reading out month by month. So do look up Blacker's Boys on Facebook and follow that. My name's Mark Adams, and John Adams was my grandfather. In battles before World War I, the tactics were that armies would try to outflank each other, moving around to cut off the rear to get an advantage. But how could you do that with a front line that was 440 miles from the North Sea to the Swiss border? John Adams was heading towards this western front, but the journey to the front lines was long. On Monday the 4th of October 1915, the 9th Service Battalion disembarked at Lave with 31 officers and 995 rank and file. 
They camped near Flessel for a night, then entrained to move towards the front. The men were crowned forty or so to a wagon, which were marked forty men or eight horses. They travelled for twelve hours and detrained at Longeau in the southern suburbs of Amiens. Then followed a 15-kilometre march to Billets in Wonville. It was not an ideal location, with barns in poor repair and limited water supply. They spent a few days there further training in marching, gas training, musketry and bombing. On Sunday the 17th, they left Wonville and marched 8 kilometres to New Billets at Pouchevillers and the next day a further 15 kilometres in glorious weather to Ebutem camp at Cannes. There they trained with the battle-experienced 144th Brigade, which was part of the 48th South Midland Division. During this time, the 9th Service Battalion gained their first experience of trenches and front lines, as we hear from John Adams' letters. And, on Sunday the 23rd of October, they gained their first casualty in France when Private T.G. Wilson of C Company was wounded in the arm by machine gun fire. Near the end of the week, the battalion marched 16 kilometres to Beauval and the next day marched to Ribocourt, where they were billeted in three different villages, separated by about one and a half kilometres. This is the Somme area of France, where the Ulster Division would be concentrated and John Adams would spend the next few months. Southampton, Sunday the 3rd of October 1915, although the letter is undated. The 9th Battalion of the Royal Irish Fusiliers arrived in France at 6.30am on the 4th of October 1915, according to evidence from Major John George Brew and from Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Blacker. My dear mother, we have arrived here on our way out. We left Borden last night at 11.30 and arrived here at 2 o'clock and we will not leave here until 7 o'clock tonight. We will go to France sometime at 7.30 tomorrow morning. I sent home a small parcel. I suppose you will get it all right. I hope you are all keeping in good health as this leaves me in the best of spirits at present. We'll write as soon as I get time. This is a fine dock. This is where all the soldiers go from to the front. Remember me to Annie and Jimmy. Tell them I will write soon to them. I remain your loving son, Johnny. Monday the 4th of October 1915. From a personal note. Landed in France. Monday 4th October 1915. From personal notes. Left Borden Camp for France. Landed at Le Havre. Field Postcard, 4th October 1915. I am quite well. Letter follows first opportunity. Somewhere in France, 7th of October 1915. D Company. 9th Royal Irish Fusiliers, 108th Infantry Brigade, 36th Ulster Division, British Expeditionary Force, France. My dear mother, just a few lines to let you know that I am still in good health, hoping this will find you all at home the same. 
We have got over safe and the people that we are in amongst are very nice and would do anything for us at all. The only thing, we cannot get any cigarettes to buy and I would like it very much if you would send me a few and a lighter. Jimmy can get them in Yuri for a few pence as we cannot get matches either. This is all I have time for now. Hoping Annie and Jimmy is well. We'll write later on. I remain your loving son, John Adams. I received your letter tonight, but I had no time to read it before post. We'll answer it later. Postmark, Cross Michael, 9th of October, 1915. Mance of Cross Michael, Castle Douglas. The postcard shows Parish Church, Cross Michael, a view of the parish church across a graveyard, well wooded. The church has a round tower topped with a spire. Dear Mrs Adams, I hope you're keeping well and not fretting too much. I'm wondering about John, whether he's been moved yet. This is a picture of the church. Kind regards from both of us. Yours sincerely, E. G. Torrey. Field Postcard 21st of October 1915 I am quite well. I received your letter dated 15th of October 1915. Letter follows first opportunity. On YMCA writing paper SW Chambers YMCA BFPO1 BEF October the 21st 1915. This letter was presumably written by S.W. Chambers to Mary Jane Adams. We believe the author to be the Reverend Samuel Wall Chambers of First Hollywood Presbyterian Church, County Down. He was the employer of John Adams' sister Jeannie, the Mary Jane mentioned here, who had been a minister at Cremore Presbyterian Church near Points Pass from 1898 to 1907. The YMCA notepaper may mean that the Reverend Chambers was working for the YMCA, and this is further indicated by a medal record on Ancestry.co.uk. Major Brew's account indicates that the 9th Battalion Royal Irish Fusiliers were in Renneville in northern France around this time. Dear Mrs Adams, I just want to let you know that some little time ago, about a fortnight ago, I saw John. Blackguard sentence follows here. The censor. He and Robert Crozier's son came into our tent one evening and were surprised to find me. I was pleased to see them. They were both fit and well. John has got much fatter and firmer looking. Experience and responsibility are doing him good. He looks every inch a man and I have no doubt he will do credit to himself wherever he goes. You may make your mind easy as to that. They were in the best of spirits. I've now moved away from my neighbourhood. The rest of the letter is missing. Somewhere in France, 23rd of October 1915. This was the first week of action that the 9th Battalion Royal Irish Fusiliers saw. They were in trenches in the Herbertown area of northern France, according to Major John George Bruce's account. My dear mother, just a line to let you know that I am still alive and well. Hope this finds all at home the same. I received all the parcels that you sent to me. None of them is open, at least I get all you send, and many thanks for what you have sent me. 
Someday I may be able to repay you. We are up here in the trenches these last few days. I am writing these letters on the side of the trench. No less than five shells have burst beside me since I started to write. One may get used to the rifle bullets and does, but you never get used to these shells. They make such an awful noise. I hope all at home are well. Tell Jimmy that I will write a long letter as soon as we are relieved for a rest, but thank him for me for the razor, and tell him I shall never forget him for it, and to be good to yourself, and to thank God for his bed every night he lies down, for many a poor fellow out here would give their life for one night in a bed. I have to stop now, as I have to take my section up to the fire trench again. We were relieved for a few hours. Right soon, I remain your loving son, John. Thank you for listening to John Adams' Letters from the Front podcast. To find out more about John Adams and his family, visit www.johnadams.org.uk forward slash letters. The history of the 9th Service Battalion, Royal Irish Fusiliers, during World War I is taken from the Blackers Boys. Visit them at www.9irishfusiliers.co.uk with the number 9 podcast will be published a hundred years after the letters were written, so will be published nearly every month. This has been a Mark's Mess production.